This month's episodes of the Shepherd's Crook Podcast are sponsored by Crossway, publisher of the English Standard Version of the Bible and a high-end line of heirloom Bibles that are designed to reflect the beauty of God's Word. Each heirloom Bible is skillfully created using the highest quality materials and expert craftsmanship with carefully chosen premium goatskin covers, durable edge lines, smith-sewn binding, beautiful art gilding, and premier Bible paper chosen for optimal quality, readability, and durability. You can learn more at crossway.org. And as a personal note, these Bibles are truly durable. I left the Bible, my Bible and iPad, on the top of the car as I was driving from my home to their church building, fell off the top of the car, landed on the highway, it got ran over. When I discovered it was missing, I went back, found it, and it was still intact. It had some pretty good damage, but the binding was intact, and I still preach from this Bible every single week. Also, I'm excited to announce we are doing a giveaway with Crossway. You can sign up via Twitter at theshepherdscrook.co, and then you can enter by sharing. You guys know how giveaways work, but we're going to be giving away a package of books that I think are going to be really helpful to whoever wins. We're going to give away one of these heirloom Bibles. I mean, these they're highly valuable. They'll last a lifetime. We'll give away an heirloom Bible. We're giving away the Pastor's Book by Kent Hughes. It's a really great book and just a collection of all things pastoral ministry. We're going to be giving away... The Pastor's Justification by Jared Wilson, The Imperfect Pastor by Zach Eswine, and Nine Marks of a Healthy Healthy Church by Mark Dever. And I tell you what, if you'll sign up and share it, I really do hope you, right now, yes you, I hope you are the winner. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor. Come alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome back. We are at episode 32. I want to thank you so much for continuing to come back and continuing to listen today. We're continuing on and actually completing the importance of a decade series, and we're on year 10, and I want to talk to you about greater callings, greater callings. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, lead and direct the words that I speak, and I ask that I would remember rightly what took place a couple years ago, and I thank you for this uh, journey as we've been walking through the last 10 years, and help me to take note of year-by-year lessons and continue to do so as you uh, continue to grow me and father me and just ask for these men that are listening that you would also help them to take note of the process of that that they're in of spiritual growth of you growing them and fathering them and uh, lead this time i trust holy spirit you're going to point us to jesus it's in his name that we pray amen okay i love martin lloyd jones and i love his book preaching and preachers it's fantastic we were as an elder team working through that Last year, as a, I was taking one of our elder candidates through it, we were kind of just working through it chapter by chapter. And one of the chapters, we come to this you know, famous quote that Lloyd-Jones says, and I can almost hear him saying it, the work of preaching is the highest and greatest and most glorious calling to which anyone can ever be called. And it sounds so great. It sounds so right. And I want it to be true. And I, like I said, I love Lloyd-Jones, but I have to beg to differ with Lloyd-Jones on this point. There are greater callings than the call to preach. I just got to thinking, okay, is, is this true? And in light of 1 Timothy 3, the qualifi- qualifications to being a preacher, to being able to preach, 
Is that true? That there is no greater or higher calling than preaching? In other words, if I get a bullet through the jugular and I can't speak the rest of my life, is my great the greatest calling to which I could ever be called and never being able to preach again is is everything else kind of just second fiddle. And according to 1 Timothy 3, I think that there are four callings that are of greater nobility than the call to preach. And the call to preach is certainly a great and noble call. In fact, this call of being an elder, uh, which are the, the men that primarily do preaching in the local church, we're told is a noble task. That's what 1 Timothy 3, chapter 1 says. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. So Lloyd-Jones is on to something, that the call to preach and to be an elder does rightly need to be viewed as a noble calling, a noble task. It is a high and it is a glorious calling. However, in 1 Timothy 3, we see that there are prerequisites to being called to preach. There are prerequisite callings. And the prerequisite, number one, you've heard me maybe talk about this in the five callings of a pastor, that you have to be a Christian and you have to be a Christian man. And it's, it's obvious in 1 Timothy 3 that it's addressing Christians. You can't be an elder unless you're called into the I mean, you're, unless you're called into Christianity. You have to be a called man, Christian man. So the first calling that's of greater nobility, it's a, it's a prerequisite, is this calling of being a Christian. And then we see that we're, we're called to the home here. In verse 4, in 1 Timothy 3, he must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. And also, he uh, in, in verse 2, he's got to be the husband of one wife, so not a polygamist, and he's got to be a one-woman man. These two pieces, being a husband and a father, I kind of got it out of order when I read it there, but being a husband and a father are also prerequisites. If you're not a godly husband, and if you're not a good father, you're not managing your household well, well, then you're not qualified because these callings are of greater importance than the calling to preach. So when, when Lloyd-Jones says the highest and the greatest, it is a high and great, but it's not the highest and greatest because being a Christian husband and father, according to 1 Timothy 3, are of greater nobility. That's the, if the call to preach is noble, the call of being an elder is noble, then these callings are of greater nobility. And then I put actually friend, friendship also being in this list because uh, to know that a man is above reproach in verse 2, an overseer must be above reproach, and then the list continues to go on. If anybody's going to be able to vouch for this man's character, this man has to be known. How do you know a man is above reproach? A man without friends is a man without accountability. A man without shoulder-to-shoulder friendships with other men is a man that cannot be called being above reproach. He can't be called above reproach. You have to know this man. And so to be this kind of qualified man, I think you have to have these four callings of greater nobility before this call of being an elder. And this is really what I learned in 2000, uh, 2018 or 2017 about these calls of greater nobility. And it really was helpful for me. And I just want to give one example of when we get these wrong. When we get these callings out of whack, when we think pastoral ministry or the work of pastor is more important than managing your own household well, things can get out of order really, really quick. So it's Valentine's night. And this is actually, I believe, yeah, this is 2018. So these lessons were kind of rolled into 2017 and 2018. But we, I had a man over and his wife had actually just passed away the year before. And it was uh, his first Valentine's Day with without his wife. And so it's a mutual discipleship relationship. And I've known this man for years. He's just a godly man. And he's just hurting. 
and I just got to thinking, boy, we, we should just have this guy over for dinner. And my wife had been preparing all day this romantic dinner and this night for us, and I knew that she had been doing that. And I went ahead and invited my friend to just stay for dinner. And I went upstairs, and because I we're, we're meeting in my office downstairs, go upstairs, and said, hey, honey, what do you think about my friend here staying for dinner? And I could see it in her eyes. She was not happy. Well, he stays for dinner. We have a good time. Jordan's very nice. And after the dinner, here comes the fight. What ended up happening is I accused her of not caring about this man. (laughs) It was not good, folks. Just let me tell you, it was not good. And it was not at all that she was unsympathetic to his pain. It was not at all that she didn't care about him. She did care about his pain, and she did care about him. But she wanted a romantic night with me. She had made a meal, a Valentine's meal, and wanted a night with her husband. And I was not sensitive to that. I didn't care about that. I was awful. And I took my priority of being a pastor in that moment, and I put it up, put it above my priority of being a husband. And I wished I would have done it differently. I'm not going to make that mistake again. And my wife was right, and I was wrong. And so these priorities do make a difference in how we live and exist in the home with our wives and with our children. You have to get these right. Go back and listen to the five callings of a pastor. This is one of the things I'm going to be doing at the Shepherd's Crook Intensive, is talking about the importance of the five callings, about these callings. And if you're not married, and if you don't have children, these callings are still ordered in such a way, and you still need to keep them as a priority, because most likely you are going to get married, and most likely you are going to have children. Even if you never do, these priorities still have to be in place, so you don't get them out of balance, and that you don't hurt the people that you care about and you love the most. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.